Welcome to Simplifying Life Through Technology. Today's guest joining us is someone very special to SoundVision. We have Michelle Ferlotto, our newly appointed Chief Operating Officer. Michelle, welcome back to the podcast room. It's been a little while here. We don't have the video on, but if we did, we would see that Michelle looks like she's an Eskimo. Are you cold, Michelle? I am a little bit cold. I'm also getting over a cold. A cold uh, and getting over a cold. I'm hoping that by season three of Simplifying Life, we will have the camera are we on season two? We are on season two. Oh, this is fantastic. It's a great way to kick off season two, kids, because we not only have Michelle, our newly anointed chief operating officer, COO, and we're going to hear her origin story, but we also have Andrew New, no pun intended. Andrew, <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Andrew is the voice that you've heard over the last couple of podcasts doing the intros and outros and commercials, and we'll continue to do that. We're very excited to have Andrew as part of our marketing team. But today is all about Michelle. (laughs) Michelle, tell us a little about yourself. How did you get here? How long have you been here? I am originally from Oregon, the coast of Oregon, Coos Bay to be exact. And I grew up between Coos Bay and Palm Springs, California, because my parents got divorced. Those are two totally different areas. Equally beautiful, but polar opposites. And then I lived in California for most of my life before moving to the Lake Norman area back in 2006. And I've been here ever since. And you got involved in the wacky world of audio and video and home automation and kind of cut your teeth and you came on board with us about how long ago? Next month makes five years. Five years. That's fantastic. And what have you done since you've been here? Like what jobs have you had? I can tell you the only job I haven't had is installing for the most part. When I started, it was operations in the sense of ordering purchasing, vendor relationships, scheduling, managing the guy's time and efficiency. Since then, when we were just, I think, seven employees when I started. Was there seven back then? I believe there were seven. Michelle turned me down on the first offer too, by the way. (gasps) Very similar to Kristen. The ladies in your life. Well, th- well, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, Michelle, we worked that out and Kristen took much longer. That's a different podcast. <laughs> yes. I did. I, I don't know if you want me to comment on that or not. The second offer was so much better. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So we have recently kind of reappointed you the chief operating officer, COO of SoundVision. And maybe kind of go through and say, when I say reappointed, and you kind of touched on it just a second ago, but just to be (laughs) clear, 
just recount again what you did before and what the difference is now. So I think the easiest way to sum it up is volume. When I started, we were seven employees. It was a much different job than it is now. A lot of it was the day-to-day, which it still is. But back then, we did not have a marketing department or even a service department. When I started, we were using a vendor. And since then- We're going to get to that in a second. Since then, I did some project management. We were doing a different volume of business then. We had not grown yet in ways that we have. We've just blown up since I started, I guess is a good way to sum Well, we, we quite literally have three times the amount of people. We, we do. We are probably three times, if not more, in volume, somewhere in that ballpark. Mm-hmm. And I think we've all learned as we've grown, like when you get to seven people, you have different concerns. And when you get to, you know, 10, 12 people, there's more things. And then when you get to 15 people, there's more things. And 20 people, there's more things. Things you don't even know that come up, mm-hmm. come up. So there's more to deal with, certainly. For sure. And there's, you. we have different departments now. We didn't have different departments. I mean, we had a few departments, but not like we do now. And we had one location when I started with you. We were at 119 Poplar Point, and now we are at 124 Poplar Point, but we're Suites 101 and Suite 103. So We've moved three times. You see, three times the size, three times the volume, three, three moves. So then, is it fair to say, to kind of encapsulate it, you did some ordering, you did some scheduling, you did some time management, if you will, mm-hmm. and now you're in charge of people that are doing all that stuff. Yes. So again, from a department standpoint, in our world today- the COO is over the marketing part, the HR and accounting part, the operations, which kind of includes project management and installation and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Essentially, you're running everything but sales. Correct. We actually now have an organizational slash accountability chart too, which we didn't have back then. We did not. And back then, we truthfully didn't need as much of that infrastructure as we do now, because as you grow, you certainly have to plan for that, which to credit you, you certainly have. So I would say we have, and I intentionally did not include one department and that's the service department, which you're also over. But more than that, you've done a tremendous amount here. And it's hard to just say that one thing is the biggest thing. If I absolutely had to pick one thing as being the biggest thing, it was your contribution and basically your spearheading the entirety of us developing a service department. Why don't you kind of take us through how the genesis of that and what that means and what it looks like today? Sure. So it's a sentimental department for me, which is why I was sad when I was kicked out of the meetings for a while. The service department at the time, we were using a vendor, an outside vendor. We tried out for, I think it was a year or it was so. A year. Yeah, it was a year. To service our clients. <laughs> and the feedback was mixed. I felt like we could do a better job if we brought it in-house and it would be more profitable for us, certainly right away, if not the long term. And it was also a means to have the technicians be able to earn some extra income as well. So it, it just seemed like more of a prudent policy than to pay 50 grand to have somebody manage your service department from an outside vendor who doesn't know your clients and don't know what their preferences are and their houses and they're not familiar with them and their systems. And then to bring it in-house and right away make money and have it turn into a long-term investment just seemed like a, a no-brainer. 
We have for a number of years, specifically Zach and I for probably six or seven years now, have really defined Sound Vision as a service company. We don't see ourselves as an audio, video, or automation security, lighting, uh, shading company, which those are all products that we sell and we're very proud of that. But we recognize that really the rubber meets the road of how we do service. And in our year of trial with the outside company, we were very positive from the standpoint of learning things. Mm -hmm. We never really could have done what we did without learning exactly the framework and what it took, whether it was ticketing systems or on-call systems, or there was just a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. You pulled that all together in a way that is incredible. Not only does it help us, but it's helped other companies across the country. I've shared this with at least a handful of other integrators and they have taken what you have built and we have built and started to do that for themselves. There are certainly outside companies that they're to help people. We have nothing but positive things to say because they're helping advance the service part of our industry. But you skin the cat a different way and it's been tremendous. It's very win-win. You mentioned two things from Sound Vision's point. We're making money mm-hmm. on it. It's a profit-generating part of our business. But for the customer side, and again, you mentioned this, now you have the technicians that worked in their homes, that know their systems, that understand the customers, and that's who they're talking to. They're not talking to a call center. They're not talking to someone that's outsourced. They're talking directly to us. And from our technician standpoint, they're making extra money too, because they're actually incentivized when they're on call as well. So it's really a win-win thing. And again, you were the architect of all that. And so I really appreciate that. It was a very difficult and arduous task. So congratulations on that. A lot of planning went into it and some trial and error. I think over the years we've learned what works and what doesn't work. We're flexible enough to adjust for it. The most important aspect of it is not the short-term financial because it's easy to collect a check, but if the customer is not happy on the long-term, that is where you're going to lose business. And some of the things that we do for customers, since we're talking about service, we have a one-hour response time, an SLA service level agreement, if you will, with a customer. They call in at you know, three o'clock on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. and they're going to hear back from our service team by four o'clock. We have somebody actually waiting for them. If they pay an additional, they don't have to, but if they choose to kind of jump to the head of the line and pay for service membership, then they can have service either that day or the next day, depending on when their call comes in, or they can even have it later at night or on the weekends if they pay a little bit more. And again, if they're so inclined and that's something that they want to do, but we have that all in place and it's pretty cool. I will tell you, related to that, several clients over the years, I've worked for two other integrators before I came to Sound Vision. I don't want to say that when I left, I took clients with me. They did find me. The strength of our relationship was because I had to do troubleshooting with a lot of them because we didn't have dedicated service departments at those two different integrators. And getting service for them was very tough. And when your system is down and you need answers and you are the one assigned to answer the phone, it becomes a personal thing where you want to solve that problem for them and you understand the pain point that they are going through and you would just want to do better. So that was certainly a part of what has made my interest in the service department and those customers that I still have with me three jobs later 
valuable to me because that's longevity and that's reliability and that's responsibility versus other companies who don't take on that ownership. Michelle brought in over a million dollars of business too. It is not in sales. Really, you've been vital in so many different areas and a couple of our core values. One is can do, will do. And that's something that has defined you ever since you've been here. You take on whatever we need and you not only do you handle it, but you make it even better. That's one of the reasons that you have kind of grown up with us and why I want to continue to reward you and put you in charge of more stuff. So it also takes stuff off my plate, which is really nice. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, Andrew, do you have any questions, any burning questions for Michelle? How has the transition of going from seven to 21 employees been? Because I mean, three times the amount, although I'm sure it was gradual, that's a big jump. How has that been? So when we started, I was doing different things. You're much more on a granular level. And then as we grow, I've had different roles and worked in different departments. And every time that I've had a different role, it's presented a new opportunity to learn a different skill set or maybe the things I thought were so vitally important when I was in this other role, maybe they weren't so vitally important or maybe it adjusts your view or perspective on how things operate and how they all mesh together. Overall, the transition has been great. I think it will continue to be great. The service department and the service thing that we've been kind of talking about for the last few minutes is not common in our industry for most integrators. There's certainly other people that do it. Certainly other people do it very well. But on average, it's one of the things that has made our industry kind of sketchy to some folks, especially when they're investing a lot of money. And we have a lot of customers that do that. And so that is incredibly important. And that's one of the things that separates us from other alternatives in the market that any customer could choose. Another one though, is the marketing side. And we haven't touched on that either because you're talking about some different things that you've done. We actually have our own internal marketing, both from a social aspect and a direct aspect that is, I don't know if I want to call it unique, but it's not common, much like the services. Why don't we touch on that for a sec? I like the word authentic. Authentic. I like our content to be authentic. I'm also transparent and authentic. That's how you build trust with a customer, aside from returning their calls and making sure that they get service, (laughs) uh, is giving them a bird's eye view into what you do and what the technicians are doing and how we do what we do, why we do what we do is very important to me, at least as a consumer, when I'm looking at selecting a company to come into my home, it's very important to know who is coming into your home. Well, I mean, we're highlighting the quality of our work. So for example, (laughs) if you're looking for an automated shade solution, you can go on our social media and you can find, I don't know, 10, 15 examples of whether those are still shots or reels where you can see actual you know, video content and you could see the kind of work we do and the kind of products that we use. That's what our marketing and advertising does. We started that with a photo contest for the technicians, a weekly photo contest. 
that is grown like the company over time. Another thing Michelle invented. <laughs> <laughs> to get them excited about sharing their perspective with the customer. And the response to it was great. And we've just continued to curate and nurture that. And But here's the kind of thing. I got. Let me stop it for a sec because and we're going to give away a secret here. So any other of our competitors that are listening, here's a secret. What's so cool about that is you started this thing about our technicians taking photos in the field. And we were trying, essentially, we're really just trying to get them to take photos for a bunch of different reasons. One of which would be, so we had stuff to put on social media and for a while they stunk and we came up with different ways of improving that and whatnot. But then you took it a step further and you said, Hey, what if we made this like a contest? And Oh, by the way, why don't we call our vendors and see if we highlight your product on social media, like you got something to give away that we could give as a prize to our technicians for doing this. And lo and behold, somebody actually did. And so now we have this giveaway item that our guys are very interested in. So now the level and the amount and all that kind of stuff, the quality and quantity of those photos came in and gave us a repository of our work as opposed to going to some vendor's website and getting their Mm -hmm. beautiful pictures to market and to put online, which was cool. I would like to give a shout out to Origin Acoustics, who have been great about giving us freebies. It's only helped strengthen the, the platform for our guys and for our customers. They can see what we're doing, how we do it, and sometimes why we do it. Mark almost always gets a shout out in our podcast. Here we throw him under the bus after his beloved Eggles lost on Sunday. Mark, I'm sorry. Uh, Mark, by the way, call me. I got a cool story about the Eagles that I'll share with you that you'd appreciate. Tough loss. Rihanna was great. (laughs) (laughs) Rihanna was great. That's a great segue. Well done, Andrew. Michelle, here we go. Best Super Bowl halftime show that you've seen. I know mine. Oh, no, that is such a tough question. That is tough. Okay, so I'm going to say it but I don't necessarily care for her music. And I'm saying it for a couple of different reasons. One, it wasn't so produced back then. It wasn't such a production. And second, they used actual instruments and it just seemed more authentic. Gloria Stefan. Oh, what Super Bowl was that? It was, who was early playing? 90s, mid 90s. Huh. I don't actually remember that. I would have liked that. I'm, well, I'm sure I saw it. Oh, okay. Andrew, what about you? That's a good one. I had to give it to Rihanna. She brought a special guest that happened to be her own child growing inside of her. (laughs) The hype that she created to have a guest coming, no one would have expected that. All right. So I, hands down, like in my personal world, and I know this actually wasn't one that was tremendously well received. In fact, I think it was. Are you going to say Prince? No, that, Am I going to steal I, it from you? No, because everybody's been saying Prince online. And the Prince one I thought was really good. I just, I loved Prince. So Justin Timberlake, not the one when he was with um, Janet, Jackson. Janet Jackson, not the clothing malfunction, but the, <laughs> the actual Justin Timberlake. And what I loved about him was, and actually, wasn't it right after Prince died? He did a Prince song on did. the piano, right? I think he did. But he actually went into the audience is what I remember. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so cool. Like he actually like sat down with somebody while he was singing. I thought that was cool. I understand why they're overproduced now. And I, I get that. It's a big mm-hmm. spectacle. And like, what can you do in 20 minutes? And it's, I, that's cool. 
but I liked it when it was just like a concert, like a band playing. I yeah, guess. I think it's less about the music now. I think it's more about the show. Mm-hmm. I love watching the classic. There's a reel somewhere, I'll, I'll find it for you, of all the performances at the Super Bowl from like 1989 moving forward. And it's interesting to see how they've progressed over the years. But I like watching the older ones because they're still kind of cheesy in a way. Classic. And they had some weird mix-ups too. And I know we have to move on, but I will say that Kristen and I both looked when we were watching the other night and they were just, just about to go to halftime and they said, and the halftime's a little bit longer, it's 29 minutes. And when I thought in 29 minutes, they have to set that up, do it, That's crazy, and then huh? tear it down completely. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. It's <laughs> production. That production, is maybe. incredible. Mm-hmm. So kudos to them. I don't even know where they store all those people. Yeah, right? <laughs> all those dancers alone. <laughs> where are those people? people? <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, hey, this has been really fun. And again, just a huge shout out and thank you to you, Michelle, for all that you've done here and continue to do. You've been a huge blessing to not only me and my family, Kristen and I, but also our whole Sound Vision family. And you continue to be so. We are excited to celebrate your taking over. You're running the world. (laughs) Well, thank you. I'm blessed to be here and still grateful after five years that you've kept me around and for every opportunity that you've given me. You are certainly a unique individual. Thank you. I can't thank you enough. All right. Well, hey, Andrew, I think you can take us out. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more about SoundVision at soundvisionlakenorman.com. You can follow us on Twitter at SoundVisionLKN. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at SoundVisionLLC. 